King Gates, you all the savior. What up, Tony Bruno? You're now listening to the finest sports radio show. You're now tuned to the Tony Bruno Show. What you don't know about sports, Tony Bruno knows. Hot Sports Radio. Let's talk about today. Plays, news, headlines, and what's an outrage. What up Wednesdays? We got hockey action, yo. Flyers, Phillies, Sixers, Eagles, Hall of Famers come and go. Let's ride and get the cork school. Tim, tell Tony that he's my favorite sports team. Bring the wood. Step to the plate. Just like the NBA, we going hard in the paint. Million dollar voice, you heard him on John Madden. He's bald like the Eagles, you're an honorary captain. Download the podcast, follow on Twitter. One of sports radios, legendary But you don't know about sports, Tony Bruno knows. You're now tuned to the Tony Bruno Show. But you don't know about sports, Tony Bruno knows. Am I on, Robin? Hello? Hello? As it is now officially winter in many parts of the country on this November 7th. Tony Bruno, and if you watch the Twitch stream before we go on, Robin puts the stream up earlier after I go and do the stream myself. And... um, (laughs) And it's now hard for me to even get in the chair. So I had, luckily we have these new great chairs. Thanks to AJ. So I could lower them all the way down and then get in the chair and then try to get that compressed air to push me all the way back up into the right so normal. You, in, in other words, you're saying you can't climb it on anymore? Not when it's high. But anyway, that's enough. And then the, the best tweet already in, it's not really a tweet on our Twitch stream board. And we welcome everybody to another edition of Bruno Nation Live. We're going back. Unlike NBA players, we can go back to back because NBA players now load management is the biggest joke in sports history. Yes. But not on this show. Because we have load unmanagement. We have unmanagement. <laughs> I had load management for two weeks when we weren't doing shows. But I was still doing shows even though we weren't doing shows. We weren't doing two a day shows on most days. Right. But I still did my other shows, the nighttime ones. And so it's load management. But ours is legit. Oh, oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. It did get me. It got me again this time. Love Not quite as bad as originally, but it still, it got me. Load management doesn't work in most jobs. Usually you get fired if you take a couple of days off and have no, unless you have personal days or vacation days. But in this business, we do what we want because we're our own boss. So if I want to take a day off, I don't take a day off because I'm tired, because I have a headache, because I lost a football pick. I, I, don't, I don't like to take days off. I love being active every single day. So we welcome everybody in once again. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Exactly right. You know what that means, Robin? They, that means that uh, SR20 Deep 04 
And uh, that Bear ja- Bearcat AJ just to use that as his walk-up song. Does that mean I have to pay Michael Buffer now because he played that? Why am I getting cut here? There's something sharp that I keep touching. It's My mind's telling me no. <laughs> Boy, dude, everybody's taking advantage of the uh, blurb walk- walk-up songs. These are awesome. Well, especially when it's uh, – anyway, enough about that. We're underway. It is Thursday, Thirsty Thursday, but it's also Mr. Thursday Night Day. The day that the entire world gathers around the radio. Yes. And gathers around. What's your, what's your percentage now on Mr. Thursday night? 13 and 1 is exactly 93%, Robin. Yeah. And there are a lot of people out there who make picks, who charge people for picks. And it's a big industry. People pay a lot of money for special information. I'm expecting Nunzio to come knocking on our door going, hey. What's ex- going on here? I'm expecting magazines, Vegas Insider, all these other tout sites to p- pay homage to Mr. Thursday Night. Because there's nobody. I defy you to tell me anybody anywhere who picks games for a living. And there are people who just do this. There are people who are professional gamblers whose job it is every day to charge people money and hopefully give them a really good – nobody gives everybody winners. It's impossible. If that person existed, why would they even have a tout service? If you were able to pick every game, wouldn't you just go and bet on your own games and not share that information? Wouldn't well, you just... let's not start sucking each other's dicks quite yet. Exactly. So anyway, again, not my style to brag or pat myself on the back because I don't want to get an ACL joint injury like Ben Simmons did last night in the Sixer game. But the bottom line is this. 13 and 1 is 13 and 1. And tonight we got a Thursday night game. Should be a good one. It's a classic rivalry. It is the greatness of the Raiders. And your Los Angeles, San Diego, London Chargers all wrapped up into one at the formerly the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. Then it was uh, go. What was it? Something.go.go. They kept changing the name to it. There was one site. It was another one of these uh, companies. Right. Something.co. Go.co or something. I it, don't know. It's Ring It's a Ring Stadium now, whatever the hell that. I guess it's the Ring Company that makes all the uh, the stuff that you can watch people outside of your house. Sir 20 you Deep said um, O.co. It was is what O.co, but it's oh, not yeah. anymore. Now no, it's, it's Ring. ring. And then next week it'll be next year it'll be empty. Ringling. It'll be the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum, the black hole, Robin. The black hole. You know what they say. That's stupid. No, they don't. They don't say that at all. But anyway, we got Thursday night action. Mr. Thursday night will be breaking this game down throughout the program. But we got a lot of other stuff, too. Yes, and before we we go on, I do, because we've been gone for so long, a lot of people don't realize that we're back. So please, even now more than ever, but um, every time that you log on and start watching our show, please remember to share to all of your social media you have no idea what an exponential difference it makes when all of you guys that are out there listening to the show, appreciating what we're doing and bringing to you every day, share and get people to log on. Um, it is the one way that you can show your support for the show. It doesn't cost you anything, and um, it makes a huge difference for us. So, And I forgot to even tweet out that we were coming on again and until the last second. So I've been uh. so wrapped up in getting ready for the show because we are doing the day-night doubleheader today, Robin. Oh, actually, this is something else that uh, Senior 20 Deep just just remembered. He is hosting the stream. So if you 
are on twitch.tv and you're watching, you can host us on your channel because as soon as you sign up, it doesn't cost you anything. You immediately get a channel. As oh, everybody, you get a channel. Yes. And you get a channel. So you and can, everybody gets a channel. You can ghost host our show just in case there's some. Wow, so the more wow, people wow, that are hosting wow, it and, and broadcasting it, the more likely chance that other people are going to just stumble across and go, hey. I kind of like this. And don't Who forget, is this weird dude? Follow it first and foremost. Because one thing about this show, listen, there's, there's so much content out there. I'm not going to say this content's better than the, the thing about this content. Gosh, I'd like to help you, Peter, but uh, I've got to go out in the hall and chew on the back of my ass for about five minutes. I did that earlier today. I'm okay now. It's all good. It's medicated. I'm lubricated. I'm any kind of cated you want. Uh, <laughs> but the one thing you're going to hear here that you're not going to hear pretty much on any other show guaranteed, is unfiltered, uncensored, and not just crude and ridiculous, crazy shit. I mean, we'll have some of that. But it is pure, unadulterated, legit, and I don't even like to call them takes, I never did, opinions. Opinions based on years of facts and coverage of major sports all over the world. So I know that some people say, okay, Boomer, and that's the cool thing to say now, I'm proud of the fact that I've been around long enough to have seen and witnessed so many things that other people haven't had a chance to do. And when I'm gone, the people who are young now, when they get older, hopefully they'll get respected for seeing things that their children or grandchildren never got a chance to experience. So I'm not going to apologize ever for the fact that when I was born and I grew up a baby boomer, grow up to parents who were the greatest generation ever in this country's history. I have nothing to be ashamed of. I've seen things that most people will never see. I'm, I'm supposed to be apologizing for that? So anyway, that's how it works here. I give opinions based on experiences. I don't take other people. That's why I don't watch any of these other talking head shows. Not because I don't respect the people that are on them. But I, do, I, I, I just basically gather facts, watching games, and then I don't listen to the outside noise to see whose opinion I agree with and then decide which one I'm going to take. Most people don't give the opinions that I give. You know why? Because if they're working for an over-the-air company, they can't give opinions because they are restricted because the companies that they work for are in cahoots or have a deal where they have to protect each other. I get that. That's part of the business. They're the client. You know, you're the business. They're the client. You pay them so that they can provide their services to you, and therefore you really aren't supposed to go on and criticize them, no matter how heinous they misbehave. Sort of like the news industry today. Sort of like CBS and ABC News. Once well-respected icons of journalism, uh-huh. now basically having people arrested and fired for doing the right thing, the whole ABC News thing with the, the you know, the, the video that somebody got a hold of and then released it to Project Veritas. Again, I'm, I don't care about who, political party you support. I don't support any political party. I detest Democrats and Republicans. So there's no, I don't have any elite. Robin, what did you just do? I just accidentally turned your mic off. I was meaning to turn mine back on again. Do I really have to give you one this early, uh, Robin? Yeah, I'm going to have to give you one. I'm sorry. I was, I was readjusting my mic, and I realized it was making noise, so I turned it off, and then I went to turn it back on again, and I accidentally turned you off. But, you know, you bring up a really good point about the whole experience thing. It's not like you're one of those people like, oh, well, you know. And it, I want this. Well, I, I, I used to do that, but I do it as a joke about the walking to school. 
uphill well, in the I mean, snow but, in but, both directions. But there's a lot of people that have a, that are older that go, well, it was much better in my day. But you don't do that. You no, just, it wasn't much better. You just take the experience that you have and talk about it, which is, I mean, everybody oh, that does that. So yeah. if you don't, you're kind of like, the more experience you have, the more possibility you have to have a an oversight, an overview of of a bigger perspective. You know? Yeah, again, that's that's why we have history books. Yes. That's why when I joke around about how do you not know that song from the sixties and the stock answer is, Well, I wasn't around, I wasn't born yet. Yeah. That's why we have oldie stations, that's why we have Google, that's why we have everything. And now people want to get rid of history. I don't want to forget my history. I mean, hopefully I'll have the uh, mental capacity to remember things much longer as I live, however long I live. But, you know, as we get older, we lose brain cells. And as you listen to media, you lose even more ba- brain cells. So I'm not here with any agendas. I don't here promote any political parties or agendas. And I'm just here to call out the morons of the world, like the news media, with this whole woman who... It was a woman that actually released that video of ABC news anchor... Amy Rohrbach, basically admitting that ABC sat on one of the biggest stories of our generation. Here's what I don't understand. Because they supposedly didn't have enough. Let me just finish setting this up, Robin. Because they supposedly didn't have enough corroborating evidence. And it coincidentally happened during the 2016 election cycle where people, and trust me, this isn't about Trump or, or about Bill Clinton. It's about a lot of people. It's about a lot of rich, powerful people Mm -hmm who knew that they were going to be in trouble if this story got out. And now that Epstein is dead, you know, there's a lot of ways that they don't have to worry about anything. There'll be civil suits and stuff, but no one will ever get to the bottom of this. And when they had a chance to get to the bottom of this thing, three years ago, they suppressed it. News organizations are not supposed to suppress potentially blockbuster bombshell stories. Every day on the news, there's everything's a bombshell yes. when it's nothing. Now, this was a bombshell, and they ignored it. I want to correct uh, 91.6er saying you never talked about Roger Ailes trying to force his four-inch penis into female employees' lives, though. That's not true. Yes, uh, I did. I denounced Fox. Yeah. And guess what happened when all that shit was yeah. going on at Fox? And I don't work for Fox News. I don't care about Fox News. People got fired. Bill mm-hmm. O'Reilly and all those other scoundrels there got fired. That's what happens when you work for a company where people do shit and they're held accountable. Who's been held accountable at ABC, CBS, NBC, or CNN for the fraud that they perpetrate as news every single day? The ABC story to me, forget about all that other crap. All these companies have skeletons in their closet. All these companies try to protect the muckety mucks. That's what they do. It's like ESPN protecting the NBA. They have to protect the NBA. They're in bed with the NBA. I don't have to protect the NBA. I don't have to protect Fox, ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN. I don't have to protect anybody. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not under their power. I don't purposely look for things to condemn them with every day. I don't. I look for things that hit me in the face, like this Jeffrey Epstein ABC story that they, they squelched for three years. And now, you know what they did instead of having the, and the rest of the media ignored it. So you know what they did at ABC? Their first mission was not to apologize and say, hey, you know what? We probably should have done this. They went out to find the person who actually put that story out. 
I thought oh, they dear. liked whistleblowers. Yeah. A whistleblower exposes stuff that happens inside a company to expose potential fraud, consumer fraud. And especially in this story, as a journalist, a long-time journalist, by the way. A lot of people don't think of me as a journalist because I really haven't done journalism in the last few years. But that's how I started. That was the roots of why I got into this business. That's the foundation of how exactly. you work. I've learned the five W's. And to this day, when I see people who, who pretend to be journalists who aren't, who are just basically talking heads with suits on on television, pretending that they're the all-knowing authority on what journalism is, Stooges like George Stephanopoulos and all these other people who are just political hacks pretending to be journalists. They're not journalists. But you can watch whatever you want and believe whatever you want. To me, the ABC story and the fact that this woman who worked at ABC that leaked that video to Project Veritas, and you can question Project Veritas all you want. The bottom line is there's no way you can say that this video because they even admitted it was her. It was her on the video talking about how disappointed she was and pissed off she was that her company wouldn't go with one of the biggest stories ever because the royal family wouldn't have given them an interview, one of their fluff interviews for Good Morning America because Prince Andrew is one of the many, many people from the White House to any part of Congress to media hacks all over the place I mean, it was worldwide. The Jeffrey Epstein scandal was an absolute international pedophilia ring and a bunch of scumbag men and women, by the way, involved in this. And nobody now will have to pay the price because ABC and Disney hid the story. Oh, yeah. And then CBS, this woman went to work at CBS. And you know what they did yesterday? Rather than apologizing and saying we made a mistake, they, they had a coordinated effort to find out who the person was who sent the story to Project Veritas, and they fired her. Yeah. CBS fired the person who put the video out. It's amazing that when NBC, some scoundrel that worked at NBC, leaked out the, pro, the uh, Access Hollywood bus tape interview, and again, I'm not defending Trump, that interview was horrific, but somebody leaked that out and nobody seemed to care. That, that, that person, nobody went after the person who leaked that video out. So you can't have it both ways, folks. That's what I'm saying. If you, plan, if you claim to be neutral and you want to look at the facts as they are, absolute facts, and then you're going to play this selective morality and selective criminality card, then you're a fraud. I put my head on a pillow every night knowing that I try to be fair in every single opinion that I give. And that's, that's all I do. I try to be fair. So you may have a political, and in the world now, everything's politically motivated. you got to be either a right-winger or a left-winger. Nobody can be straight down the middle and look at the facts. Anybody who's ever spent 10 seconds working in a newsroom, being a writer or a reporter or a journalist, and sees what's happening today with this ABC and CBS complicity in Bar- and NBC with the Ronan Farrow story about Harvey Weinstein, the fact that these major broadcasting companies are basically hiding the news because they don't want that news to get out. Am I wrong here? What am I saying that is inaccurate? Who's farting right now? John's from Abington. Holy Jesus, John. Jeez, Louise, John. That's, a, that's offensive to me. That's, that, that cl- that's too close to home for me. Okay? <laughs> I know people, some people find farting funny, but uh, when I fart now, I'm, I'm worried. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm worried everything's going to be okay. 
Not because I ate, you know, yeah, gassy t- foods. Tone that one down, uh, Dr. Mabington. Tone that one down. Um, <laughs> now, Tony, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the woman who got fired, so the um, the undercover video was from ABC when she worked there, but now she doesn't work for ABC. She's, she works for a different company, right? The person who released it, Amy Rohrbach, the acting right, anchor. Right, I know, I know. Yeah, the person who got the tape and released it to Project Veritas, went to work for CBS Right. News. So, so what she they still did, got fired from a different company. Yeah, because the media is complicit in making sure yeah. that nobody nobody blows I mean, their cover on the, any of this criminal behavior. Here's the thing. Like, I could maybe, maybe understand. Like, somebody mentioned earlier on the chat room that, you know, if you're a whistleblower, oftentimes you do get fired, even, even though you're supposed to be protected. But she doesn't even work for ABC anymore. She works for a different company, NBC, and no, they CBS, fi- or Robin. CBS, and they fired her. That's the pro- mean, that's-, that's the problem with this story from a fair and understanding the facts aspect. You your job as ABC gets exposed. Yes, that's all news. the other. By the way, Such none of the news media, news. CNN, Brian Stelter, that fat little turd who's the media expert, completely ignored the story. Which just shows you one thing and one thing alone. These people are all complicit. Yes. They're all in it to protect I mean, their own asses. If you can't figure out that ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, but the ones that, you know, the cable news channels, they're all noisemakers. I mean, CBS is supposed to be the competition for ABC, it's right? It's the gold. Th- CBS so you, was the, was right, the, was you the would think, quintessential news operation of the you world. You would think that CBS were like, oh, my gosh, this is an amazing story. We have a fantastic story about our competitor, ABC. Look at what we have. No. What do they do? They try to get. They, 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 do, a, they do an absolute full court press to try to find out the person that released the video, a person who should be getting a commendation, a person who should be lauded as a hero, and it's a woman. All these Me Too loser assholes. All these, oh, Me Too. Yeah, women believe all women. Trust all women. And And now they got a woman and they're getting her fired because she found something that should have been made public and wasn't made public. About a pedophile, one of the most prolific pedophiles in existence probably. Protecting their own scumbags in politics, in media, in, in the rich white guy world that I condemn as well. And honestly, I don't the care. The Brits, the royal family, whose name they're all was complicit. I don't care if it was the royal family, if it was Democrats, uh, Republicans, uh, Independents. I don't give a shit who was involved and implicated in this. They should all go down. I hope this woman, and now that she's been fired, Ugh, she, should come, she forward, should come forward and, and she should write a book. Spill the this woman meat. should be proclaimed a hero, not some evildoer who had the gall to expose just how corrupt ABC, CBS, and NBC are. Those are the three that I care about. You know, the CNNs, Fox News, MSNBC, they're all just shills for their agendas. They're all paid political pundits who are pimping whatever they're told to say every day. So I don't take any of that shit, that's, any of the opinion stuff. That, when you see somebody on TV and it says strategist, Democratic strategist, Republican strategist, those people exist for one reason. Their only means of employment and cash is by sucking at the teeth of people who fund these corrupt politicians so that they can get back into power. If you don't understand that by now, you really don't pay attention to anything besides sports. I happen to pay attention to other things besides sports. And to me, I'm offended as someone who did 
serious journalism for most of my career to see what's passed off and believed by people who are just mindless sheep who don't spend 10 seconds looking into the facts involved in any of these stories. That's how. That's how, why it's the five W's. Who, what, when, where, and why. Those are the five W's and anything that you see, whether it's news, sports, traffic, weather, meteorologist, you just say, give me the five basics of, of, of putting together a story. Who, what, when, where, and why. And when you do that, then you can make an actual independent in, uh, assessment without listening to your favorite pundit talking head. Think for yourself. That's what I like to do. Think for myself. Don't think as someone who's a, pro, a partisan hack because I hate partisan hacks. I hate the Democratic Party more than I've ever had it because I was a Democrat most of my life. And I hate the Republican Party equally. So there's no, I'm going to what's the Republican talking point today so I could come on the air and and regurgitate the same crap that people are buying. F that. Exactly. So, anyway, if you, that's why I don't watch network news anymore. I don't trust any of these people. I don't trust any supposed news organizations. I don't trust any sports league to give me what's going on inside. The NBA is the latest. Now, I've been on the NBA for decades. Yes. But now the NBA is still not answering to what I made a major tirade about yesterday, which is this... Load management bullshit. Load management. You know what load management is? It sounds I mean, it's time like to a, change your diaper. Yeah, it yeah that's what like load a management. bunch of bullshit to me. <laughs> and Adam Silver, here we are. We're not even two months into the NBA season. And Adam Silver has already had to deal with the LeBron James China fraud, that shameful embarrassment as they continue to lap LeBron's ass every night. Adam Silver handled that poorly handled that poorly, and he looks like a weak leader. Now he's got load management, and they're supposed to be going, they're supposed to be punishing people for doing this. It's consumer fraud. I said it yesterday, and I'll say it again. Last night, I'm glad the Los Angeles Clippers lost that game. I am glad, and I'm not a a hater of the Clippers. Their coach is a friend of mine. I love Kawhi Leonard as a player. I love watching these guys play. But when Kawhi Leonard did what he did last night, and other players do what they do, and it's just bought lock, stock, and barrel by fans who are too stupid to realize that they're being screwed. The problem is when the process started here in, in Philadelphia, you had so many little twerpy fanboys who were like, oh, yeah, that, yeah, this is the way to rebuild the team. Let's go out and win 10 games every year. This is good. How much are the tickets? Uh, oh, they're not $3 to get in to watch amateur ba- – I'd rather go watch kids play in a gym – I'd rather go watch eight-year-old kids play basketball in the gym than pay a cent to go watch NBA teams tanking. The Sixers tanking era is one of the biggest black eyes on Philadelphia sports in my lifetime. And I go back to the 60s watching sports when I was a young kid. There is no controversy in this city that is more of a black eye on sports than the 76ers tanking seasons. It was an absolute clear-cut consumer fraud action. But the reason they got away with it is because you had so many little fanboys, guys, you know, the 20-something guys who now all of a sudden are NBA experts because they've been watching games and they play fantasy and they sit around and circle jerks and, and brag and get their little podcast going. 56-year podcast. Insiders, outsiders, upside-downers. How many ways can we talk about Joel Embiid? Let's break down Ben Simmons, who broke down last night, unfortunately, on his own. 
Two straight losses for the Sixers. I'm not rooting against the Sixers to win games. I'm rooting against the league because it stands for corruption, it stands for fraud, and it stands for basically the same type of lapdog lackeys that represent our news organizations with their their, their really criminal attempts to cover sports and news. Uh-huh. The sports media is just as bad. The sports media is in bed with these sports leagues because they feed off the sports leagues with their blogs and their podcasts and everything else. The people who rely on these teams and these sports and these politicians and these political parties to function are the people who take money and make money as a result of that. You know, Tony, I have a very good uh, idea, standard. What's the standard? Standard to live by. Any large organization that makes a lot of money that is telling you how to think or what to do is bad. So that goes for religions that are constantly telling you how to believe. Absolutely. It goes for the media that is telling you how to believe and think. That's not just giving you this. It's, it's uh, anything that's, that's not encourage you to think for yourself bad. That's all I Again, you can do whatever you want. I'm not telling you how to think. All I do on the show is give my opinions and tell you to think. That's all I do. I don't tell you to. Like, I've been critical of the mayor every single day, but I live in this city. I pay taxes in this city. So rather than sit around and talk about Trump every 10 seconds on what he misspelled and, and go crazy for three consecutive years, 24 hours a day, there's enough of that out there. What would, what, would, what would it do for me to go on there and say, boy, did you see Trump last night? He had 15 lies at a, at a, at a rally. I don't give a shit about that stuff. All politicians get up and spew hyperbole when they're trying to get elected. I worry about, like, my city, Philadelphia, where 10-year-old kids are getting shot in the back of the head walking home from school in broad daylight because this city is a crime-infested, absolute war zone while the mayor of this city is worried about climate change. He tweets about climate change as a 10-year-old boy walking home from school yesterday in this city gets shot in the back of the head, and he wasn't the target. It's because people are shooting each other everywhere, and unfortunately young children are being caught in the crossfire. But if I criticize the mayor because he has insulated media, he's got the Philadelphia Inquirer and the Daily News and all of his other handlers who basically run interference for him rather than run any kind of opposing viewpoint. They let this guy run amok in this town. This guy's worried about running a country. He can't even run a neighborhood, let alone a city. He couldn't run a Popeye's fried chicken stand on Broad and Snyder. Jim Kenny is not qualified to operate a Popeye's. Imagine Jim Kenny at the Popeye's here where vagrants and drug addicts lay in front of the sidewalk 24 hours a day. Imagine him going in there and they ran out of chicken sandwiches. Could you imagine that stooge, Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenny, who just got reelected on climate change? You know what climate's changed here in Philly, Jim? The climate of safety. No one's safe in this town. You're safer going into a Popeye's chicken place for a chicken sandwich than you are walking on a street in this city. But let's worry about the climate Paris climate accord. Yeah, the average person. We walk up to an average person in any city, especially this city, and say, God, you know, this pirate, how do we get out of this pirate, this climate Paris accord, Paris climate accord? Why, don't, why, why can't we send them millions and millions of our tax dollars so that they'll fix the climate? By the way, it's supposed to snow this afternoon. 
So I guess we didn't send enough money to wherever it needs to go. Anyway, enough about that crap. But I have breaking news right now, Robin. All right. Because the big story in the NFL comes from ESPN's well-known snitch, Josina Anderson, the one who uh, has a source in the Eagles locker room, uh-huh. and she has sources in other locker rooms. Now, look, listen, I respect the journalists who have sources. Adam Schefter, the really, really top-notch main influencers as far as people who get legitimate information and then convey that information. Right. Adam Schefter's the best in football. There's no doubt about that. Adrian Wojnarowski in basketball in the NBA. Those are people that you know when they tweet something that is based on a transaction or a move. It's not just rumor and innuendo. It is based on good reporting, good sourcing, and great facts. Then you got people like Josina Anderson. Just, you know, again, is she a journalist? I guess. Her journalism is based on getting to know players in different locker rooms and becoming friends with them. And that's fine. You can do that. I used to have... I used to have players on the Phillies who would contact me when they wanted me to get the news out and say, listen, this is going on in the back. And I would talk about it as long as it wasn't like personal tawdry stuff. You know, I don't care about people screwing around and doing that stuff. We would talk, we could talk about 24-7 every day of the week if we wanted to talk about people's personal lives. But it was important stuff. So Josina Anderson says today that Antonio Brown, well, her source – Basically, Antonio Brown told Josina Anderson <laughs> that he wants to meet with the NFL next week so he can give his side of the story and the allegations of sexual assault by multiple women, including his trainer. You remember that was the last yeah. big story after he got released after one game by the New England Patriots. So his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, is suggesting that there's so many teams – that one Antonio Brown, and I even jokingly said this on Sunday after the Eagles game, you know, when Deshaun Jackson got hurt and they, you know, they, they were a mess and they got a bye week now, so they're going to go out right, and get right, another right. receiver. And they brought back, as everybody expected, no shocker there, a guy who's familiar with the situation, and they brought him back, Jordan Matthews. So that was not a surprise. That was not breaking news. Everybody no. knew he was the guy that they were going to bring back for a third time. But so I tweeted out, Howie Roseman – should call Antonio Brown right now and see if they can get him to come to the Eagles. I got skewered on Twitter. I got actually, what's interesting about that comment and that opinion, I had as many people who said, yeah, you're right, go do it, as people saying, are you crazy? The guy's a thug. So it's amazing how we try to judge people. Listen, he's got accusations again. These are civil charges, by the way. He's not going to jail for any of this. He's got accusations pending against him. I don't know what he did. I'm not taking sides here. I have no idea. So the NFL still has to make a decision to allow him to play again. Remember, we had players like Kareem Hunt. Remember Tyreek Hill? There were guys who had really, really dangerous video of them in different places, hotel rooms involved with women, and then the one with the situation where the wife, and the, not the wife, but the, the mother of the kid. We've seen all this stuff. Right. You know, somebody's beating up their kid. Who is it? And then so when you finally get to the bottom of those things, you determine whether someone is worthy of working again. And you know the ultimate way to decide if someone's worthy to work again is if there's no criminal charges against them, if they are not under any kind of investigation, and then you decide. Michael Vick is, I always go, that's my go-to one number one example. And I got destroyed 
when the night Michael Vick was re-signed, we were in Los Angeles. We had all these athletes around us. Mm-hmm. We were at a function yeah. where, like, every sport was represented. And the night that the Michael Vick signing by the Eagles story broke, it was major news. It wasn't just the major sports news. It was a major news story. So we had every conceivable guest, Magic Johnson, you name it, from every sport there reacting to the Eagles signing Michael Vick. Jeffrey Lurie taking a chance to sign a guy. And as I've been saying all along, Michael Vick, what he did was heinous, but he faced the music, he went to jail, and he came out and he reformed himself. And so Jeffrey Lurie took a chance on someone who deserved a second chance, right? right? And he got a second chance. That's how the world's supposed to work. And the same thing with Antonio Brown. Nobody has to sign Antonio Brown, but here's an update, and this is the breaking news part. I'm not making this up. This is in the last hour on Twitter from AB's verified account, AB84. I will read directly word for word. Imagine conforming to a system, giving it a one giving it a one hundred percent to see them treat me like this is unfairly. Making money off my sweat and blood. Fuck the NFL. I'm again, I'm reading directly from his quote. Fuck the NFL. I'll never play in that shit. In that shit. Treat black people the worse. Clear my name and go fuck yourself. So this is again, I am reading directly from Antonio Brown's verified Twitter account one hour ago. This is after ESPN insider Josina Anderson was reporting that Antonio Brown was going to go to New York and meet with the NFL hierarchy to try to give his side of the story in an effort to clear his name or at least make himself eligible to come back and play in the National Football League this year. I would say Josina Anderson sources <laughs> may not be on the same wavelength as uh, as Antonio Brown. Yeah. You can't be more definitive. Now, his grammar and his punctuation and all that other stuff is bad. I'll leave that up to Brian Stelter to figure out whether he's a, he, where he should have had a comma and how many typos he has. The best part of that tweet, nobody on any over-the-air radio or television stations could read that on the air. Oops. Who you want to talk? There's Doorbell. A, the phone, the bell is ringing. So anyway, read the tweet. If you don't follow Antonio Brown, I would say that if you think that he's going to be signing somewhere anytime in the foreseeable future, uh, Antonio Brown, and I love now because all these sports centers of the world and all of these other people, here's the sports center tweet from 17 minutes ago. Antonio Brown said in a profanity-filled tweet that he wants the NFL to clear my name, but he reiterated that he'll never play again in the league and that he says it treats black, people's, black people unfairly. So that's, that's the way SportsCenter had to frame his tweet because they can't read the tweet. And if they post the tweet, it'll be redacted. It'll look like one of those congressional testimony things, like classified documents from the CIA. <laughs> Nobody could read that tweet except this show. Except this show, ladies and gentlemen. So there you have it. Just when you thought Antonio Brown was ready to go to New York and and get everything figured out so he could play again, and there were multiple teams, including the Eagles were named, the Green Bay Packers were named, and Russell Wilson, who was probably the the most revered quarterback in this league as far as being a great player, a guy who has his head on straight, even he, according to stories that I read today, he pushed the Seahawks to go after Antonio Brown a couple of weeks ago, and he, spoke, he said, listen, we should go after this guy if everything is copacetic. 
And then they went after Josh Gordon instead and signed him. So if you think that players don't want good players on their team, even if they happen to be scumbags, you're wrong. If someone has immense talent and is a nutcase like Antonio Brown, unfortunately, people still want his talents on their football team because it's going to help them win. That's the way the world works. Now, this whole thing, you know, because he still has lawsuits against the – he has lawsuits against the Oakland Raiders, the mm-hmm. New England Patriots. So he's trying to sue the league for all this money he says he was owed because they signed him to contracts and then he walked away after a game or he decided to walk away and go crazy when he was with the Raiders for a couple of months. Remember that? Go back to the Raiders debacle. Sending out tapes of uh, – the, you know, I mean, yeah. this guy this guy was a real whistleblower. He has Antonio Brown was a whistleblower – Unfortunately, his form of whistleblowing did him no good because it made him look like an even bigger asshole than a lot of people thought he might be. So some whistleblowers are good, some whistleblowers, as, as the, moral, the, the, the motto of the Once show again, is what? it comes right it back to this. It always comes to back this. to this, ladies and gentlemen. Anything in life, sports, politics, sex, women, children, going to school, whatever happens in your life, breathing, eating, pooping, peeing, dessert, no dessert. The bottom line is this. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Exactly right. <laughs> it, 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 it's invariable. Every single time. Comes back to... Play it again, Tony. Play it again. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. And if you're, and if you're an athlete, and maybe he doesn't give a shit, but if he doesn't give a shit, why is his agent tweeting out that so many teams want to sign him? And then he goes out there after Josina Anderson says, oh, yeah, he wants to go to New York and get this whole thing put behind him. And then an hour later, he's tweeting MF this and F this and racist and the league's racist. I just hope he has somebody close to him more than an agent who is just really just feeding off of his success and money. Let's be honest. If you're Rosenhaus. Doesn't give a shit about Antonio Brown's well-being. He's a meal ticket for the guy. All these slimeball agents, and they're not all slimeballs, but the ones who don't care what their players do and all they care about is leaking out stories that, you know how many teams interested in A.B. right now? Do you know how many? There's people calling every day. Russell Wilson even wanted him to come to Seattle, so that must mean something, right? That's what we have out there. Guys who are living off of Politicians, teats, living off of athletes, teats, living off of sports teams, teats. It's all about the teats, Robin, even for men. Oh, well, it is Tata, ta-ta Thursday. Is it, I, I thought it was Tata Tuesdays. <laughs> ta-ta Thursday. Seems appropriate, doesn't it? I'll tell you. It, it, it. All right. Oh, let's get a little happiness going on here. That's Jolly Rogers, yes. 673's new walk-up song. And you can get your own walk-up song on this uh, program. It's very yes. easy. Just become a subscriber. If you then are you get a, a blurp. We call them blurps. Yes. Well, we don't call it that. They call themselves that. That's what the company is called, blurp walk-up sounds. Oh. So it's not like an insult, like calling somebody a twerp. No. No, 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 no. Blurp is not an insult. No. This is the okay. actual company that provides the ability to have your own walk-up sound. And if you are a subscriber to the Tony Bruno Show, which you can do for free if you are a Prime, an Amazon Prime member, 
Um, all you have to do is link your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account and, and subscribe via Amazon Prime. And boom, the $4.99, which you can pay for if you don't have one per month, automatically is paid for by Amazon Prime. So it's a fantastic deal. And then you, too, can become a... Um, a subscriber where you have access to all of the different things that are available. The archive shows, the blurp walk-up sounds, the masks that you see uh, people putting on Tony's face every now and then. Mm -hmm. It is a fantastic little doohickey. So what I do is I, I have, um, within my program, <coughs> I've told that your camera that is on you, mm -hmm. that is, that's the camera that has the access to masks. So you and can mask me like the masked singer? Yes, so anytime anybody that's a subscriber would like to um, put a mask on you, they can do that. Beautiful. And then you can unmask me. Yes. Or unsheath me any way you want me. Bend me, shape me any and way you want. And so we have people that are listening on all different platforms. There's so many of them now that um, it's hard for me to remember. So let me pull them up. And we're getting weather reports from all over the country, too. There's snowing in Minnesota. There's obviously... I saw that the month of October, which is now over because uh -huh. we're in the 7th of November, was the was the most snow in Colorado in a long, long time. Yeah. So they had a snow and my in October. Was up there. But they, she you know, in October in Denver in Colorado, you know, you can have an 80 degree day and then a snowstorm the yeah. next day. So it's That's really, kind it's, of and it's always been that way. Yeah. And so now we're getting into November and you're going to start seeing snow because that's what happens when the temperature drops and the seasons change. Things change. Seasons change. Isn't there a song? Yeah, that I'm going to have to play that. So now, anyway, uh, our our primary um, platform is Twitch, that you guys are all watching and and commenting. So if you are on a different platform and you're seeing these comments coming up on your on your screen, it's because you're not on Twitch. If you wanted to be able to ha have a comment and have us read it out loud, you need to be on Twitch for us to be able to see that because we can't see the other ones. Even though some of you might be commenting on. Facebook, on Periscope, Twitter, Mob Crush, YouTube, um, Instagram. We cannot see those, unfortunately, because we can only have one screen up at a time. And our primary, um, which is our, our bread and butter and who is providing the platform for us, is Twitch. So please make your way to Twitch. Make the switch to Twitch. And um, it's a free platform to download, free to use, free to follow. All right, now let's everybody sing together now, Robin. Expose. Remember this song, Robin? I do. Let's sway with me. Sway with me now. Bounce with. No, don't bounce with me. That hurts. Just sway back and forth. And I'm not wearing a bra right now, so it might hurt for me too. Neither am I. <laughs> No, not Sway in the morning show. No, not that Sway. Oh, you're like Father Christmas right now. Oh, I love that mask. Nobody cranks out the better like, hits of the 60s, Zeus 70s, 80s. Is that like the Abominable Snowman or Zeus or something? It looks like Michael McDonald of the Doobie Brothers with blue <laughs> glasses on. <laughs> yes, it does. All right, all right. 
love expose. I do too. I like when people get expose themselves too. Sort of like ABC and CBS and NBC News. But anyway, enough about that. So, Tony, shall I open up the uh, phone line? Well, you know, Trevor threw out a great... If I were doing a regular over-the-air radio program right now, Uh I already have the first topic that we can open the phones and get the lines burning up like they do locally because they need phone calls to keep people talking because the host can't talk more than five minutes without running out of stuff to talk about. And it's happened to me, too. It happens to the best of us, the worst of us. Basically... Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Is Robin, if, is, if Robin isn't wearing a bra, is that considered load management? <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, just for your edification, if you would like to know why, um, there's been numerous studies that have shown that Is it that possible you for you to shut the fuck up for 10 seconds? No, no she has not. to talk right I, now. I That's what she does. Right That's what I do. Uh, uh, there have been numerous studies that have shown that wearing bras actually make your boobs sag. And so I am all about the freedom and and uh, allowing my breast muscles to do their thing. Breast muscles and pecs. Yeah. So are, 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 are boobs considered pecs on a woman? What's the difference between a pec and a boob? That's a good question. That's what I'm doing here. This is like the, the well, Ask Dr. Tony right now. Are pecs the general location on the on Yeah, the, the muscles chest, in your chest. Or is it the male muscle? Women have pecs. pectoral muscles behind yeah. there, too. Yeah, so I guess But so. they usually have nice boobs in front of those to uh, enhance the pecs. So you can see in these guys with all these, like, rocks, solid, solid pecs where, like, their nipples are, like, way beneath them. That's, that's pretty ugly. Yeah. When I see a dude all jacked up and his nipples are, like, underneath where they're supposed to be. How does a nipple wind know. up beneath the? It's like chicks. Well, you know, no, most chicks happens. don't have their boobs underneath like that. Eh, see, when they this start is sagging, why I'm yes, not yes. wearing a bra because I don't want that to happen to me. <laughs> I don't want them to be facing south. I want them to be facing forward as they should. <laughs> so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile. Uh, Trevor from the 203, who is a big sports talk radio listener yes. and absorbs great yes. content and everywhere. And he's doing some of his own stuff, too. He has his own podcast. The, yeah. uh, what is it called? The Upper Bowl or something? Or Smoke a Bowl or <laughs> The <laughs> Upper Deck? Trevor, please weigh in. No, I, I, I should know that. Yes, we should, but I don't offhand. I apologize. <laughs> but he asked a question earlier. He gets so many great messages is flowing in on the Twitch stream. Uh, he said, here's a good question. Is Antonio Brown a bigger racist and scumbag than Riley Cooper? 215. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, the phone number, Robin? 215-462-TONY. That's 215-462-8669. Let me write it down. 8669. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby, yeah. Oh, Dean says Trevor's in the shower. <laughs> oh, it's the... Trevor from the 203, it's the Upper Bowl podcast. I knew there was a bowl involved. Yes, we knew that. We just Most of our listeners, there's a bowl involved, or they wouldn't be able to get through this every single day. Well, the show does become enhanced <laughs> when there's bowl action. 462-8669. That's yes. 215 in the area 215-462-8669. I'm glad we live in an era now. Where we don't have to worry about what area code is that? How much is that going to cost me in long distance charges? Right? You ever used to worry about the long distance? Yes. Oh, that's a California number. I call that shit. That's going to cost me six dollars to talk to some schmuck in L.A. 
that I really don't want right. to talk to. Well, and that's when the 800 numbers became, or the eight, no, what numbers was it? Yeah, eight hundred numbers. Still, they're yeah. they're they're toll but they free. But they were usually, but they were usually companies that got the eight hundred numbers right. first, so that people, when they would call somebody at a company in Utah, yeah. they didn't have to but pay. They didn't have to the worry phone. about it. So the eight hundred biz was pretty much for companies, and then private people could pay a lot of money and get an eight hundred number too. Right, but now that uh, you know it doesn't cost so much, eight hundred numbers are not quite as necessary anymore because exactly. people aren't worried about. And they don't worry about long distance, and you know, unless you get one of those cards and you're calling into Mexico or Canada. Right. Where, you know, some, what do they call long-distance rates apply? Do you, people, International rates apply? I mean, how many people remember that you used to have these calling cards, and you'd have to dial a really long phone number, and then you had a Yeah, you had to a, put, a, punch a, the, put code the code in. in. Yeah. I actually had one for such a long time that I remembered that, you know, 14 or 28-digit code. <laughs> it's, oh, the good old days. Because I, I could call back to Europe. I got breaking news from City Hall, Robin. Breaking news. From Action News on ABC. Yes. Just hours before a 10-year-old was shot in the back of the head walking home from school, Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney laid out his plan to combat the growing gun violence in the city. He wants stronger gun laws at the state and federal level. Yeah, that'll work. No doubt about it. Because those stronger gun laws will get the guns out of the hands of the 12, 13, 14, and 17-year-old kids. That aren't are, supposed to have them anyway. Yeah, who are shooting each other up every single night in every neighborhood in the city. Way to go, Jim. At least he didn't blame climate change this yeah. time. Or the change of the clock. What we need is not the stronger gun laws. We need to have the gun laws that we already have in place. I don't want to get into and gun and This I guy has no answers for anything. Well, and the, if anybody... Um, has a crime with a gun, their sentence needs to be stronger. They need to have way more consequences after, but they don't. They just get to walk away. And it's a good thing he took the, it's a good thing that the day after he was reelected in the city, his first tweet was about climate change. That's what it was about. Right. This as people are being shot, children, every single night, innocent bystanders, and this clown who got reelected, and I want to thank the 200,000 people who voted against Jim Kenney. I hope he got the message that he's not getting a free ride, that really the majority of people who actually pay attention to what's happening around their neighborhoods know that Jim Kenney is the worst mayor in this city's history. And I've lived through a lot of bad mayors, Robin. I'm going back to 1952. And I can name every single mayor in the city that's been in office since I've been alive. And there is no one, no one who is even close to being as absolutely incompetent, evil, and plain, flat-out stupid than Jim Kenney. And I'm glad he's a white guy so I can openly criticize this guy. Because if he were a minority, you know, you couldn't criticize. Listen, remember, you remember the previous mayor. Mm-hmm. Nutter. Mayor Michael Nutter. I would meet him all the time. I didn't agree with everything he did, but he was a good person. We would meet him at events yep. and functions. He was Great trying. guy. He was a good human being, a good person, trying to do the best he could right. in a tough city to be the mayor of. Jim Kenney comes in. He's an entitled, he's the quintessential entitled, propped up, stooge, white buffoon. That's what he is. And I'm glad I'm white so I can call him out as a buffoon without being accused of being a racist 
In fact, the two biggest criminal thugs in the city are both white. Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney and Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Krasner. Yep. Two absolute criminals who should be perp-walked out of City Hall. They should have federal marshals should be going into Larry Krasner's office and cuffing him behind his back and walking him to the federal penitentiary. They should put him in a cell in Eastern State Penitentiary and lock the gates. That's the, what a thug is. The sad is. thing is, is that they're actually hurting the, uh, the 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 community that is being hurt the most is the black community, because all of these things that are happening are happening more and more in those communities. Yes, it does leak out, and other people are starting to get worried, but until uh, it it happens more prolifically what's been happening and is growing in the urban areas, it, you know, they're just you know, like, ah, you know, it's just happening in those areas. And, so and they ignore it. it. See, here's the problem. I care about all the people in the city. I'm not the mayor. I don't want to be mayor. I'm not a politician. I despise the whole process. The fact that Jim Kenney actually has support by anybody in the city, when he doesn't care, he, he, he placates fringe groups. His key is get the, uh, get the riled-up fringe groups mm-hmm. to believe all the bullshit you peddle, and then the rest of the morons who don't pay I attention and don't care will just follow along. I have a question. This is an honest question because it doesn't make sense to me. I know that the unions um, vote predominantly Democratic. Because the Democratic Party was the party of the common man and Which I unions. totally I understand. But – Unions consist mostly of very hardworking, blue-collar people that are the ones that are suffering the most out of these these laws that are being enacted or not enacted. No, but we're getting and, too deep well, in the politics. So I, I don't I understand. Wanted to, like, I if, to if, if you're a union member, like I don't know. I, explain to me. Explain to me why this is still happening. I, I don't. I don't understand the mindset behind it. Why union members are not going, hey, wait a minute. We're not being helped here. Uh, uh, Robin, you're taking this too deep okay. into, the, Sorry. into the political punditry bullshit. I just want to rip the mayor because I pay his salary. I clean his streets, which are my streets, which haven't been cleaned by the city since the 70s. So I do my part. I don't want to hear bullshit from people about, well, what are you doing to, pre- to combat climate change? I'm sweeping my own streets. I'm picking up other people's trash. That's what I'm doing. What are you doing? Well, I'm supposed to send money to some stupid organization that is not going to do a damn thing to fix anything? I'm going to keep throwing money away at politicians? Ridiculous. Hey, I think we actually had some news stories today other than those political news stories. These aren't political news stories. No, I know. We were just I gave you the Antonio Brown update. Poor Josina Anderson. Her big breaking news on ESPN.com this morning was sources. Antonio Brown tells Josina Anderson that he's set to meet with the NFL next week to give his side of his allegations of sexual assault of multiple women. Boy, that changed in a hurry, huh? Wonder if Josie called Josina back before he fired off that tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, we got Thursday night football, Robin. Are you ready for some football tonight? I knew you would be. I knew you would be. Because it is Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime and on Fox.
And yes, people are saying, Robin, you haven't been on in a couple of weeks. Tony's been sick. But where the hell are the Florida updates that we so desperately need every single day? I got a couple. I got a couple. That's what I hear. That's, that's, she said that. <laughs> you better have a couple. Tonight, the Los Angeles, San Diego, London Chargers. With London Breed, the mayor of Oakland, I believe. Or oh, she yeah, the mayor yeah. of San Francisco. San Francisco. Now I can't keep track San of the Francisco. mayors. And uh, they'll take on the Raiders at the ring.com uh, Jack Kent Cook Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. And interesting to note here, Robin, the Chargers are one and a half point favors in Oakland. And it's interesting because you know, the Chargers have looked good the last two weeks. Their defense is phenomenal. The guys up front. And the Raiders' secondary is just awful. They can't stop anybody. And so that's why they're probably the favorite. And the fact that here's an interesting tidbit on this game, which you won't hear anywhere else. The quarterback for your San Diego, Los Angeles, uh, London Chargers has played in the Oakland Coliseum more games than all but eight members of the Oakland Raiders. He has played 13 games in his career in Oakland because obviously they play them twice a year. They're in the same division, the AFC West. So that means he's gone to the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum, whatever you want to call it, whatever it was named every couple of weeks. And he has played there 13 games. Only eight people remain on the Raider. I'm surprised it's that many. There are only eight players who have been involved in more games at the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum than Phillip Rivers. And he always plays well there. He says he loves the fans there. He loves the black hole. You and I have been in the black hole. Uh huh. And when you're a player and you play on the road, it's not obviously the Raiders, they play in, in Oakland, but they go to Kansas City. You know, they go to uh, San Diego or Los Angeles now. So they play those teams in their division twice a year, just like the Eagles play the Giants and the Redskins and the Dallas Cowboys. But players feel good in some places. Like, you know, the Chargers don't really have much of a home field advantage in their little soccer stadium in Carson, California. But when they go on the road, the fan bases fire them up. And the Raider fan base is great. He said the same thing about Kansas City. You go into Arrowhead Stadium. He says he sees the faces of people in the lower bowl there, right, you know, right up against the, uh, the stadium where you see all those fans in the black hole. You see the same people there all the time, year after year. The Raider fans wearing all their gear. The Kansas City Chief fans are there. Same pe- that's, 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 that's why I love Phillip Rivers. Hey, he's a great quarterback, and he's a, no doubt about it, Lock Hall of Famer. But the fact that he says things like, you know, I, when I walk out on the field, I see the same faces there every year. I recognize those people. I go over and say hi to them. Isn't that awesome? That's, that's what makes sports fun for athletes. You know, yeah, the fans are giving rise in you. They're not rooting for you. But they're not threatening you. They're not doing crazy stuff. The Raider fans get a bad reputation. Eagle fans, for the most part, get a bad reputation. The ones that are idiots, I call them out just like I call out any other idiot fans. Because, by the way, idiocy is not limited to the Philadelphia area except at City Hall. There ain't nobody in City Hall that isn't an idiot. No one. Except maybe the janitor who has to clean up Jim Kenny's crap. That's the only person there who probably is a decent human being. The rest of them are scoundrels, skunks, and douchebags. Now, let's get it back to uh, the 76ers, Robin. Ben Simmons last night suffers a minor sprain of the AC joint. 
Not the air conditioning joint. No. You know where the AC joint is, Robin? It's uh, up in your shoulder. By the way, this chick on the NFL Network has the blackest eye. She has the biggest, uh, what do you call them? Irises? Yeah, yeah. Not irises. No. The iris of the eye. The inside? It looks like her entire, she has no whites of her eyes. She looks like a, a, a like a, what do you call <laughs> Trevor that? Trevor from the 203. Boobs. No, no not no, boobs. No, I'm not, not looking at her boobs. No. Jane Slater. She's a really good reporter, NFL Network, but her eyes are the darkest. She's got well, bigger she's brown, eyes. Yeah, she has brown eyes, but her, the irises blend in kind of, so she's very no, dark No, they're brown. huge. I'm talking about her eyes now. All right, guys, don't be ridiculous here. I respect women. Pupil. Look like. M- Mikey misses pupils. her pupil. Dilated pupils. That's what they are. They're not the irises, Robin. Did you know? Well, the iris is the middle, the black part. It is? The I pu- thought that was the pupil. No, the pupil is the un- entire thing, I believe. Right? That's bad eye knowledge right there, Robin. No, I think I'm uh, Anyway, did you know that it is now possible <laughs> to make, permanently make your brown eyes blue? Well, that was a great song by yes, Crystal Gale. Yes, it was. Gale. But that? you can actually do that. <laughs> did you know that people, this is totally off topic, but I just was reading this fast. Wait, we go off topic on this show? Yes. I thought we stuck to the script. I know. <laughs> But um, if you have brown eyes, you you actually have blue eyes underneath. No. Yes, your brown eyes are heavily. Um, what's the same thing? Um, uh, Dilated. No, no, no. When you become brown, what's it called? Uh, tan. Yeah, but you, it's called because you have a more pigment- Mel- uh, melatonin. melatonin. Yes, yeah, so it's a melatonin. Areola. No, that's not no, that separate. It's melatonin, <laughs> an overproduction of melatonin that turns your eyes brown. And there is a doctor now who is in Long Beach, California, who is able to remove the melanin to turn your brown eyes blue. Yes, sir. Jesus, Robin. I'll just cry. Talk about a buzzkill. All night long. Isn't that crazy, though? Is it true? And don't it make my brown eyes blue? So now I have hazel eyes, which is brown and green. I wonder if I could have all the brown removed so I'd be just green-eyed. I prefer brown-eyed girls making love in the uh, auditorium behind the stadium. Is Crystal Gale still around? Does, her, yes. she, does she still have hair all the way yes. down to her butt crack? Yes, she does. Oh, man. You know what's interesting, though, about Crystal Gale? Her hair is so long. How long is it, Rob? Even if, even if she were to start to go gray, her hair would not be entirely gray by the time she dies. Yeah, because it has to come keep coming out of the roots. Yeah. So all she has to do is the roots, and the rest of the stuff just stays the original stays color, right? Right, exactly. Because I think that, well, different people, but on average, hair grows, I think it's like a, an inch or two per. I didn't say she had butt crack hair. I said her hair went all the way down to her butt crack. No, it goes down to the floor. Is it that long? Crystal Gale's Do you have a recent photo of Crystal Gale you can prove? I need need facts and evidence, Robin. The old school pictures of Crystal Gale. Don't get me wrong. I'd do her like a screen door in a hurricane, Robin. I saw Crystal Gale and, uh, oh, what was his name? Um, At the Round Theater in San Jose. What's that? Oh, that was the uh, uh, Starlight Vocal Band. No, uh, Um, 
Gary Radish and I used to talk yeah, about it I know. all the time. I went there and I saw her at that. And it, the, the, the stage is in the round and it circles around. I forget what it's called. It's star something. <laughs> Let's see. Where is a picture of Crystal Gale today? Yeah, I want to see her today. Oh, she actually still looks pretty damn good. Yeah, she's one of them southern girls. Those country chicks, man, they, they don't crack. It's not okay, just black that don't crack. A lot of these, and some of them have work, obviously. Yes. But some of them are natural. Like, who were we watching on a commercial the other day who still looks absolutely flawless? Um, Her wife is Mark Harmon, Angie Harmon. Oh, Angie Harmon. Angie well, she's Harmon. not old, though. But how old? She's not 20. Angie Harmon's got to be 50 by now, right? No, she's Yes, she not. is. Oh, you are Robin, so Robin, look up Angie Harmon. I, I guarantee well, you she's older than you think. first, let me look up Crystal Gale. I right, look up Crystal, Crystal Gale. Gale. I'll look up Angie Harmon. You can see here Crystal Gale. <laughs> she, um, her hair's not quite to the floor, but it's down to her ankles. Angie Harmon is 47 years old, Robin. Okay. Not that that's old, but, no, but she's a Texas girl. I love her voice. Her voice, to me, is so sexy. No, she's just really, just absolutely flawless. Absolutely flawless. So anyway, there's... You know who she was married to, right? Everybody thinks she was married to Mark Harmon, no. the actor. No, you I You know who that. she was married to? I think she still is. Who? No, I think they broke up. Jason Seahorn. Jason Seahorn, remember the defensive back for the New York Giants? Oh, That's who yeah, she yeah, married. Yeah. Angie Harmon married Jason Seahorn, who at one time... You know, was a stud in the is NFL. Is she related at all to Mark Harmon? I don't think so. I don't think she is. No. I think they just have the same last name. She Steven, was in Baywatch. You know, she's Steven done a lot Norcal of Stephen Norcal says she's she's divorced. Yeah, they divorced in 2016. So they got married in 2001, and they divorced in 2016. But no, Mark Harmon is no relation to Angie Harmon. And do you know who Mark Harmon's sister is? Uh, yes, and I can't think of it right now. She was the Tic Tac Girl. Forever and ever. Remember? They Not the TikTok girl. Everybody's no. a TikTok girl now. Forever and ever and ever. The TikTok commercials, really pretty. She was sort of blondish hair, but she would take the TikTok and, and she had a great smile. And I, f I forget. I have to find those commercials. You know, Mark now. Harmon was a quarterback at UCLA. You know that. Yes. Because he grew up in Burbank. So he's not like some country guy. And, you know, Angie Harmon's. Where did I say she was from Texas, right? Mark Harmon's 68 years old, Robin. Did you know that? And he still looks fabulous. Not, not as good as Angie Harmon, though. This is the Tic Tac girl. Hold on Who was the Tic Tac girl? Hold on. I'm going to play her in just a second. Stop, stop, stop. Um, God, I wish I had that second. The kids. So she had three kids with Jason Seahorn. And the kids' names are Emery Hope Seahorn, Finley Faith Seahorn, and Avery Grace Seahorn. Here is the Tic Tac girl. That she's still around, or is uh, she doing porn now? No. You never this know is, anymore. I mean, a lot of these Mark people Harmon's turn sister. to. Uh, Got a confession to make. I've always loved the freshness. Oh yes, I remember her. But when mint sweetened without sugar came along, I figured What's I'd give some of that freshness to get fewer calories. Oops. What you know happened? what? I was wrong. Tic Tacs give me the freshness I love with one and a half calories each. Five Tic Tacs have no more calories than one mint sweetened without sugar, so I'm staying with Tic Tac. I don't have to give up taste or freshness. Tic Tac, the one and a half calorie breath mint. Remember her? Yeah, but I don't know her name. She's not just a Tic Tac girl, Robin. Well, that's all I know her from. Does it identify who she is? Uh... Again, this is bad journalism. Five W's, Robin. Who, what, when, where, and how. 
Well, just look up Mark Harmon and then look I up. I looked up Mark name. Harmon. I don't see. Doesn't say anything about his sister. Jesus, where do I look like Google Assistant? I think it's like Kristen something. Uh, Kristen, yes, Kristen. Ha. Kristen who? Kristen Harm. Kristen Harmon. Oh, she died. She did. Yeah, she died. I didn't even know she was April sick. April twenty seventh of last year. Oh wow, that's a shame. No, seriously, I don't. So Kristen Harmon, you know who he was married to, Mark Harmon? Who? He was married to. I just saw it a little while ago. A fan, another. Uh, of course, you know these actors all marry other actors. It seems. Kelly, Kelly Harmon. Excuse me, it was Kelly Harmon. Kelly Harmon. Yes. Not Kristen. And. Hold on a second. Kristen was a sister as well. He was married to Pam Dauber but, from Mork and Mindy fame. Remember yes, that? Yes, I remember that. That's but who Kelly, Mark Harmon. Kelly was the Tic Tac girl. Kelly Harmon. She's still alive. She's 70 year old. But they also had a sister named Kristen. And Kristen, her last name was Nelson. She was married to. Uh, she was married. She was married to blah 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 Halman, uh, Ricky Nelson, and she is the mother of Gunner, Sam, and Matthew Nelson. And the Nelsons, Tracy, yes. Yeah. And by the way, they're still married. Mark Harmon and Pam Dauber are still, still married. married. Okay. Yes, it's a good job. Anna. All right. Okay. All right, enough now, about that we, now that we have that, the celebrity sleaze segment on the show. <laughs> Not no, Crystal that, Meth. That's a different. That chick. took a while. So we always get to the bottom of something. You know what I'm saying? Well, it always ends up going back to your butt, doesn't it? Yes. Back to your bottom. So now I got some clown on uh, on Twitter from Florida, of all places. Ignore Twitter right now. I am ignoring it. I I just care about the people on Twitch. Exactly. Right now. Meanwhile. Well, we care about everybody that's listening to us, no matter where you're listening from. But we can only really pay attention to the people on Twitch. So if you want us to pay attention to you, get on to I Twitch. Try to, I have to be multitasking here, Robin. <clears throat> yeah, Clarky Bob, do you two use Wikipedia when you play Trivial Pursuit? No, you're not allowed to. Most of the stuff I can remember. Yeah. I mean, I'll remember some fringe stuff, and then there's like, then we throw another fringe thing, even more fringe than what we were talking about. And then it turns out that the person that we're talking about is actually pretty well-known. Pam Dauber, Mork and Mindy, one of the greatest shows of all time, was it yes. not? So, these, you know, that's the good thing about having knowledge of history you don't have to look up a lot of stuff if you remember it the problem is i remember too many things that don't matter yeah and i should forget I know. about you should be able to and then i can't remember things that matter clean their cash i agree we should be able to press a button somewhere and it just wipes out all the unnecessary stuff we should be able to determine like i want to keep this i want to delete this i don't need this anymore like who needs the phone numbers of you know, the, their first phone number of where they grew up. Play Those Action are... Reel says, Mork and Mindy is why I sit upside down on the couch right now. <laughs> and I am not, I'm not the king of useless information, but I do have yeah, a lot of useless information stored up there. Close. How much, how much, how much Meg or RAM do you think I have? I mean, you think about the human brain versus all these supercomputers and, you know, tr- uh, uh, what is it, terabytes now? Yeah. The human brain has to have more than any massive computer as far as would, ability to store information. I would be curious to find out can what we do a brain a maybe we can do brain on average what the what the RAM equivalent would maybe be. Maybe we can dissect a human brain on the show one day. Bring in a doctor <laughs> and see if we can see how much RAM is in there. <laughs> a James Sanitary. Tony's ex cleans his cash. Yes, yeah, that's for does, damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. Yeah, exactly right. 
Thank you very much. <laughs> How's everyone doing? I'm, I'm doing all right. Make Thank you. All right, man, you're going to be back on uh, November 17th, Dean, Nick. I can't quit you, Tony. No, Dean. By the way, Dean, <laughs> we've had, I've had, just so that you know, I've had some people making comments about some of your uh, posts. Sometimes. How does Dean not get, I get put into Twitter jail for 12 oh, hours sure multiple times a week. Yeah, Dean, or. And I don't even say anything vile. Uh, sometimes you push. You, you no, push I know where the envelope. I know where the line is, Robin. No. I don't threaten anybody with physical harm. I mean, it's Twitter is now officially Nazi Germany. They really are. Well, they are. And I I'm, mean, the I'm stuff not denying that they let that, people but, get but away with. But sometimes you do post things that are. I questionable. do not post questionable things. I know where the line is, Robin. Oh, so you walk the line on purpose? Yes, then. I walk the line <laughs> because you're mine. I know where the line is. I've been doing radio for 50 years. Yeah, but you have gotten in trouble on Twitter no, I have not. from day one. No, I have not. I made one stupid tweet in 2011, and it cost me a career. All right? So I want to see other people have their lives destroyed by one tweet. So don't give me any of your bullshit about tweets and, oh, oh these are divisive tweets. Bullshit. You know what Twitter is loaded with? A bunch of jerk-offs who sit at home and then go looking to see if they can target somebody. The people who are targeting my tweets are really the evildoers of the world. They're looking for me. I got some jerk-off who just called me some right-winger. How did I last in radio? How did I last in radio? Because I'm fair. Unlike you, who I guarantee you, if I go look in your profile, I know exactly what your Twitter feed would be consisting of. Oh, now you're making assumptions. No, I, I know it. It's, 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 it's almost, it's all, I guarantee you the percentage rate of people who come after me claiming that I'm some right-wing nut job, 99.9% of these people are hacks for some political party or candidate. You will never see me promote any political party or any pr- political candidate on my Twitter feed. Never. <laughs> Chris of 29, what's his feed name? I'll get dirt. I don't want dirt. <laughs> These people sit at home all day and, oh, look, he said something about a guy who's a, a white supremacist who was going to blow up a synagogue, and he suggested that that guy should be, that guy should be gassed. That's what I tweeted. Gas him. That's minor. for what, what, When know. that guy goes to prison, guess what he's going to do? He's going to get a Jeffrey Epstein trip. Child molesters, pedophiles, when they go to jail? They would rather be executed than deal with the, what they have to and deal will with. Well, they get everything that they deserve. Exactly yeah. right. So that to, to Twitter, the Twitter police is somehow offensive that I dare would want someone who was going to blow up a synagogue and take who knows how many innocent lives, and I'm condemning a white supremacist for being a white supremacist and glad he's caught and put in jail. But I violated Twitter's rules by suggesting that this guy should be gassed. Dean Dean goes, I'm not going to. I didn't say I was going to put him in my own personal gas chamber in my house and throw the switch. Although I would if I had a personal gas chamber in my house and could throw the switch. Those types of people. Yeah, white supremacists are scum. Just like if I had an electric chair, I'd throw a switch on many people if I had access to it. I wouldn't do a lethal injection, though, because I hate needles. So I would be too. So uh, Dean, Dean is correcting us, saying that he has been thrown off Twitter for saying "boom, bitch." Exactly. Boom, because bitch. There are people, apparently, because there that. are people who just sit around all day, and instead of actually going after the real scumbags on Twitter with agendas, this is this not your business, douchebag. How do you last as a right wing nut job on WIP? You and Eskin must have had a blast together. 
Go buy a soda so you two can bitch about the tax. You know what this guy is? He works for the city. He probably is on the government teat, and he probably is reliant on his existence by taking money that others earned to provide him with a life, which is very, very shallow and pretentious. That's what happens to these people, Robin. But that's what makes Twitter great. That's what makes Twitter great. I and I, I can say it. Here's his Bernie. He's, he's loaded. He's a Bernie bro. So ah. all you got to do is open it up. He's a Bernie bro. So he wants more free shit. Because I, I, God, God forbid I can complain about a soda tax, which punishes the very people that it's supposed to help. Wow, look at all these people. All these people on Twitch are saying the I things that they... I got your phone number. That's all I need, money. De- Thank you, That bro. was D. Conrad. I know. Um, <laughs> um, all these people are on Twitch are now saying all the things that they got uh, thrown off of Twitter for or banned or temporary Twitter jail. Wow. Twitter is absolutely a Nazi-run operation. I think Jack Dorsey is worse than Hitler. What? No. Yes, he is. No. Tony, because he can stifle. Yes. He can do the same thing Hitler did, is stifle people's abilities. worse than Twitter. Well, the, I mean, everybody no, else can say. No. Why can't I say it, Robin? Because it's bad when they do it, and it's bad when well, you do I it. I want to be just like them. No. I want equality. If, if, if people can call other people Hitler and Stalin and Nazis and racists without any proof or evidence Tony, whatsoever, I'm joking, Robin. That's the difference. Better. Be smarter I'm, than that. I'm joking. But you tell me that Twitter and social media is not its purpose is not to engage and encourage free speech. Its purpose is to stifle free speech. I think it's supposed to be a public is, forum. Twitter is a I think is is de- on its way of being a fascist site. That's for sure. Fascist is a good one too. Fascism. But Back, should we should we go to um? Let's go to Florida, Florida, where, real quick. Where this guy who actually is uh, ripping me is living right now, scumbag Philadelphia fan living in Florida. Boy, that's not real chumpy, is it? You chump. Let's go to Florida and check out what the other chumps are doing down there. Hold on, let me see which one I because again because I can't do this <laughs> properly ahead of time. I have. You said to, you had. You're telling me I let's do. go to Florida, and now you're not ready to go to Florida, Robin. <laughs> what is wrong? <laughs> Um, let's see. I, well, I sent you several Florida updates and you have not replied to me as to which one you would like to do. I don't care. It's this lady's choice. It's Thursday. It's ladies day, Robin. Okay. Well, since it's ladies choice, I'm going to. You're the one who was, I assembled all the, uh, the, the video things that I gave you, which we haven't played yet. I, I'm, we're going to go and head over to the Florida Gators headquarters, shall we? We're going down. We're going to go in college football and do Florida yeah. Gators. We're going to go down to the Florida Gators. It's great to be a Florida Gator. Better than a Florida State uh, Seminole, because that thing's all screwed up down in that hellhole. You know what I'm saying, Robin? Yes. Let me get my Florida thing here, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Let's go down there. Down to Florida. We welcome you to the Sunshine State. They're kicking back and soaking up the rays Every day in Florida And now, ladies and gentlemen, as A.J. Green says he will not play versus the Ravens on Sunday because of an ankle injury, Miss Robin doesn't have that malady. She is ready to perform right now. That is correct. With a Florida update. Dateline... Uh, where is Florida? 
Where are the Florida Gators? Where are they? They're out of Gainesville. Right? Gainesville. That is bad Florida knowledge right there. Yeah, you know. What can I say? The re this this particular story did not mention it, so I was not familiar. But as you know, head coach Dan Mullen has yes. a wife named Megan Mullen. And she and they have recently been in the news causing all sorts of controversy because of the way a uh, particular article was written about a tradition prior to every single game that the coach's wife, Megan, does. Are you what does she do before the games? When their, when their team gets off the bus on its way into wherever they're playing, um, whether it's a home game or an away game, they she gives every single player a hug and a kiss like a full wet mouth-to-mouth -to -mouth tongue sometimes, kiss? Sometimes, not necessarily, but sometimes, you know, the, but uh, the um, the article stated that it was a on-the-lips kiss. Who does she think she is, Joe Biden? Now, <laughs> I would like you to watch this particular video, Tony, and see if there's anything wrong. Now, Wait a minute, so we have video we of have the video. wife yes. of the Florida Gator football coach? Correct. Swapping spit with a player. So this is what uh, the the article says. At immediate glance, the optics look bad. This is a white adult woman grabbing the chests and being face to face with mostly teenage and young adult black and brown men. Hey, maybe she likes the BBC. Hey, that shit happens, you know. Now, Megan or uh, Megan Mullen has commented about this and she is this has been a long-standing tradition saying you know she's a mom and she sees all of the gators players as her surrogate children and she wants to show them love and support hey that's the way i am and when i'm at landmark american and i see all those lovely glassboro rowan university co-eds coming in with the lovely split jeans i think of them as young impressionable women who I would like to give a hug to every once well, in a while and give some encouragement as they progress so, and matriculate you, to the college level and go toward a degree. I think it's a little different, Tony. Oh, okay. A little <laughs> tiny different. But uh, Megan, she wants to make sure that the players knew that they have a surrogate mother in her and that she chooses to show that. Is she involved in the throuple like that, uh, that, that congresswoman from California? Not at all. Oh, okay. And I want to show this to you because I have a problem with the way this article was written and way other where they were making it as if this was a bad thing because I listened to this to to this show this I'm going to show this video. Let me see the damn video, Robin. When Dan Mullen arrived, I'm getting okay, a little moist on. now. The just Florida thinking football of this. program around, he needed to change the culture, so he brought in new staff members to help him do that on the field. But according to Mullen, there's one coach at home that is also important to changing the culture, his wife, Megan Mullen. So as hundreds flock here for Gator Walk on game day, Megan Mullen is waiting for her husband and her children to arrive. And at first, maybe when I came in, they're like, whoa, who's this like blonde that's like around and always hugging me and whatever. But now they come up and hug me and talk to me before I can even get to them. Megan Mullen's not just a coach's wife or the first lady of Florida football. She's Dan Mullen's partner. Megan made it a point to make the players her priority, whether it be a hug or a kiss before game day, or making sure the players understand she cares for them during the week. I'm just always ready to get the hug. Every time we get off the bus, she always ready to give us a hug, kiss on the cheek. That motivates us, man, and that's, uh, 
just having somebody who uh, shows a lot of love like that. The, the way she showed love to us and the coaches, and you know, it's just a good thing to have a leader like that that's sweet and kind. When we were here 10 years ago, was the same. Like, they are our children. So I have two at home, and then I have a furry baby and a big baby as a husband, and I've got 119 others. She's like the, uh, the co-head coach when it comes to trying to be around the players and, uh, you know, and pick them up. And, and she's always positive, always has a smile on her face. That's who she is, not just around the players, around, you know, I mean, she does that for me, always puts a smile on my face. Yeah, Dan calls me a coach. Um, I don't know, I know this. I got to have my dream job. I, I, I did that for 13 years. That was great. Last time I was here, whatever. But I wouldn't give up one second or one five-minute conversation after a practice on a Wednesday afternoon for anything else. Well, the biggest honor that can be bestowed upon us as a coach and a coach's wife is a parent and a student athlete deciding to come play for us and be part of our family. I'm probably tough on people and she's a lot more loving than I am. Whenever you're having a down day, she's like right there with a big smile on her face to pick you right up. Oh, that she could feel safe here, knowing like being a recruit, just knowing that you would come from anywhere and feel comfortable here at Florida. Especially with somebody like me, I mean, my home is 12 hours away, so it's like having a, a second mother. They're college students, right? But there's, there's so much more demanded of them that anything I can do to, you know, lift their spirits or just acknowledge something special they're doing. You know what? Their moms aren't here. They don't get to see them every day. But when I know they're doing something special, I try to, you know, I try to do that. You don't see that really How awesome special. is that? We yeah. have some more tape. We have more reaction from we some do? of the players down there. Yes. Hey, where are the white women at? They're waiting at the bus for you. And then one of the players really got excited because she's a lovely blonde and she's a very nice lady. Very nice lady. And then he said to her, once he she got the big hug and the, the tongue stuck in her mouth, in his mouth. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> I, I like just, it. This is this now is, is that now is that a recruiting violation? Are the kids getting perks that they're not supposed to? Will there be sanctions imposed against the University of Florida Gator program because the coach's wife is disgusted that anybody would make a big bear. deal out of she that? She said she had a furry at home. Is, is she is Beto O'Rourke her son? <laughs> so what happens if like? There's a female coach of, say, like a women's volleyball team. Yeah. And the husband goes out when the women are getting off the bus. And is hugging them. And he's giving hugs and kisses to the volleyball See, but it, chicks they, they made it sound like she was, hug, she was kissing everybody on the mouth, but she wasn't. She was, like, patting them on the back. Imagine and... if a male coach who's the husband of a female coach is waiting know. at a bus for the female chicks, many I, of them hot, lovely, blonde with long I legs. I don't see your problem with it because I think I'm just, it I'm just throwing a, it out there, I Robin. know, I know, but, but we we are just way. I know that there is a reason to be observant and to make sure that there's nothing bad going on, but we also need to allow some something like this because I think it's be beneficial. It's beneficial for those kids, and in a situation if it had been a guy like a the the coach's husband that was doing it with a girls team like this i think it would be the beneficial as well as long as it didn't you know anytime go over line and to make a we have a comment we have uh we have, we have dean on the line we have right a now. lot of people coming now dean of course is a big florida gator fan i believe down in gainesville dean are you a florida state or a florida gator uh honk 
Uh, a little bit of both because I've had family members go and graduate from both places. So I'm, I kind of root for both of them, actually. I don't root for the Hurricanes. But um, and, and, unless he's bringing his wife to a five-star recruit's house and then giving her five minutes in the bedroom with the dude, that, that's just ridiculous. I don't have a problem. So I'm, I'm, I'm putting my tongue in my cheek. I don't think what she's no, no, doing no, is I'm wrong. About, no, not you. I'm talking about people who have an issue with it. I don't have an issue with it at all. I'm making jokes about right. the NCAA uh, jokingly would consider this extra perks for the, uh, for the athletes. Yeah, well, hey, whatever. They're clowns. And now, speaking of uh, me, Robin. <laughs> Enough about you. Now tell us more about you, Dean. Yes, speaking of you, Dean. Yes. Well, you, about five minutes ago, you said... People have a problem with some of the stuff I'm putting on Twitch. What, what's the pro- What are they? What are they like upset about? No, I just had. I, I have. They're had triggered to- losers who are right, left wing zealots. That's who they are. They really have a left wing agenda. And then they, they anything that doesn't criticize Trump to them makes you a MAGA guy. I don't have MAGA anywhere in my profile. I don't support any political party or candidate. Yet, if you don't criticize Trump 24 seven and you dare criticize. You know, somebody really heinous like ABC News or CBS or NBC or CNN, then you're some right wing nutcase. That's how pathetic right, so the world has become. And that's how pathetic the Twitter trolls who sit on there trying to out people without any evidence whatsoever to prove their points. They're morons. So, Robin, what are, what are people saying to you, though? I mean, come on, bring it out here. This is, you know, let's get it out in the open. They're not saying there's a couple of morons no, 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 on Twitter. No, no, no. They're, there are I have put a couple of people in charge of moderating and because we've had some issues with people saying what, that, not on our Twitch stream? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dean hasn't said anything no, on no, our no, Twitch no. stream. Everybody calm down. So I don't know make your point, Robin, because I have I'm no calm, idea Robin, what you're talking about. I, I I'm just asking you a question. I'm, I'm and calm. And some of our moderators, they don't un- they don't know your background. They don't know that you are a fantastic person who is a huge fan of the show and a friend. And so some of the comments, if taken out of context, not knowing who you are and that you are joking around, sometimes they were like, Oh, what what is he saying? And I was like, Don't worry about it. It's Dean. <laughs> it's Dean. All right, well, listen, if, I'll, I'll send you some flowers, and you can send them to the moderator. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, we don't, the, the Twitter moderators are just a bunch of slapdicks sitting at home uh, playing God. That's, we well, don't that's have any okay. control over no, Twitter. You, well, you're talking Twitter. Our Twitch no, moderators I'm, are I'm chosen not by about me. I'm Twitter, Tony. I'm talking no. about Twitch. Okay, well, well, no, the said... problem is you haven't been thrown off Twitch, Dean. That's the difference. You've been you've been suspended by Twitter. I've been suspended by Twitter, and that's because right, Twitter Robin, Twitter fact, is, Robin, is is you, is Mussolini. Robin, get your phone out. I, I sent you a photo uh-huh. of of the literal the tweet that they banned me for. It's no, it is crazy on on Twitter. You're meaning you're not right. Yes. Yeah, no, right on Twitter. I'm right, but no, Ro- Tony Robin was talking about Twitch. That's what I'm bringing to the table, not Twitter stuff. I, that has nothing. To okay, do but see, that's the confusion here. for the audience. People, we know what you write on Twitch. We see it. Yes. There, we've had a couple right, of people. Robin had said people are taking issue with no, no, some no, of the stuff I'm I, I explained it. I was just joking. For gosh, goodness sakes. See, Robin, you're confusing the two platforms. No. And that's the problem. No, you First are, First thing Tony. you have to do. Tony. No, because yes. we can see what Dean and everybody writes on Twitch. I don't see what everybody writes on Twitter. Dean has not been blocked from Twitch Tony. because he hasn't done anything Tony. wrong. 
Dean okay. and I are on the same page. You are on the Twitter thing. <laughs> you, you're, you're because by oh by the way, let me make the point again. Twitter is the platform that is ban banning Dean yes. and banning me. Yes. You get that? Yes. You get that? I know what's on Twitch. I know. I'm on Twitch. I know. Everybody who follows the show is on Twitch. Yes. And we've had a couple of people that go on there, say heinous things, and we block them and Correct. get rid of them. And that's how come we have Twitch moderators. Okay. And one of them, who is a wonderful person, just says, he makes me laugh and cringe many times. Just wanted to make sure that you are okay with him. And I explained the background and that we know him really, really well, meaning Dean. And he says, "Oh, okay. Well, then it's okay." He just wanted to make sure that it, he, like, it wasn't okay. something that he needed. So he to be basically, he's about. over an over officious jerk, as they used to say no, back in the National he's Football. Not over as Marv Levy said to an official back in the day with the Buffalo Bills, <laughs> "You over officious jerk." No. So now we have to have people playing God and really making sure we come down on anybody we may think is saying something objectionable. Is that no. how the world works? The no. way it works is that we did have some people on Twitch that were there to just make trouble. And yeah, and we home. got rid of them exactly. immediately. We self-police, Robin. Right, and that's how We're come, like hockey players. That's how hockey come, players self-police. take a breath for a second. That's how come... <laughs> Look at Clucky Bob. Clucky Bob with a damn Twitch whistleblowers. What's his name? <laughs> I have personally... I have personally chosen a few moderators who I know are on there all the time to help me out when I need it. And it was just somebody well, Robin, checking you in. Well, Robin, you should have made me a moderator because I know, should. I'm pretty. I'm pretty easy. You're true. Uh, true. I should. I know when Didn't people I make cross, you one? Trust me, I know when people are crossing the line. Yes, you do, and I should make I you a moderator. Because I know when I cross the line and when I don't cross the line. <sighs> Goodness gracious! But anyway. See, Dean, you and I were on the same page. Once again, Tony was yes, on. We were, yeah, we were. No, we weren't. I was addressing an issue on Twitch, on Twitter, not on <laughs> Twitch. I know. No, but Robin at the time, Tony, had said something about me posting on Twitch. That went over because Robin's just really basically, she's just, uh, she, she's just hypersensitive. She's part of the problem. <laughs> she's the enemy of the people. She is hypersensitive to anything that she perceives in her warped mind as something that's over the line or offensive. Nobody understands the line in radio or even on this platform where I can say anything I want. I still face libel laws and slander. I don't slander anybody. Dean, Dean did I deserve that right yes, there? Yes, you did, Robin. No, I don't think you did, Robin, okay, but that's you. just me. Okay, thank you. Now, listen, hey, Tony, just a little heads up. I didn't know if you knew. Um, they're doing a tribute to Steve on November 16th at a lightning game. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I just got a call from Jen about that, so oh, I'm probably awesome. going to get some. I don't know uh, if I'm anybody, probably going to go. So. I don't know if people can see, but we still have up behind uh, Tony. We still have uh, Steve's um, card from his uh, service down there I in mean, Tampa. Down there, he will always be looking out over us. So that was Mason. Yeah, so I thought it was pretty cool. That, I thought it was pretty cool that the Lightning are doing something because Steve was a big, one of the big. Local reasons. I mean, obviously it was Phil Esposito, but Steve really got this town into hockey. Being you know a Philadelphia boy and loving hockey, he's the one who really put hockey on the map as far as any type of media person. So yeah. it's, I think it's going to be pretty awesome. The Lightning are doing something. Well, no, awesome. I agree. There's no doubt, and no and for one those was of a you bigger... who do not realize who we're talking about, this is Steve Dumig, Big Dog Steve Dumig, who we're talking about, who um, died uh, earlier this year and. Long-time, iconic yeah. Tampa Bay radio host. If, even if you disagree with him, his impact 
in the community and with hockey in, in particular, with the Phil Espositos of the world and, you know, Bobby the Chief Taylor and all of these other people, big hockey names, Bobby Taylor with the Flyers organization, yeah. backup goalie to Bernie mm-hmm. Perron, and, of course, Phil Esposito, iconic Boston, Boston Bruin, played for the Rangers, has a lot to do with the success of hockey in Tampa. And that's why Tampa, when we talk about Florida teams not supporting baseball like the Rays and the Miami um, Marlins, they love hockey in Tampa. Tampa is a legit hockey town. Oh, that, yeah. I think the consecutive sellout string is like something like six, 700 games right now. No, that's a great hockey building. It's a great franchise. They always get great players. They're always competitive. You know, you know, they had that one year where they were horrible, right, when Stamkos was hurt, remember, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago? Yeah. But what yeah. happens the next year? Boom, they come back, and they're, they're right up there again. So they're a solid organization. And then last year they run rough shot over the entire NHL and proceed to score, like, three goals in the first three minutes of first game and then get swept out. What a joke. Absolute outrage, Dean. Absolute outrage. Anyway. Uh, All right, well, listen, I just wanted to call to see why people were, had their panties in an uproar over Dean. Because but, people you know, always have their panties in an uproar. Listen, Dean, Dean Although your panties can't get it. It's Dean not... could be a great guy. Dean could be an asshole. But for the most part, Dean's a good guy. Exactly. If you say so, that's what I said. If you say so, that's what. And I and then I and then I added, and he's from Boston, so I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand. Exactly right. All right, now get out of here. Anyway, all right, guys, have a great day. And well, don't forget, we got the second part of our day-night doubleheader coming up at six o'clock. Yes, and actually, so as a reminder, uh, it's in the title of the show, but just as a reminder for people that today we are only doing two hours because we are going to do an additional two hours and my tonight ass can't with Harry that. Mays. I got to get on a car and then drive all the way up to King of Prussia. My butt will be bouncing in bumper to bumper traffic and potholes on the Schuylkill Expressway westbound, heading out to uh, to uh, Screwballs. Harry Mays and I, that's our once-a-week get-together. We're just me and Harry and the coach breaking it down for two hours, live at Screwballs and King of Prussia, great food, and more giveaways tonight. In fact, Joe Krause, the man in charge, if you come out to Screwballs tonight but you must be present to win, yes, you have a chance to be one of the lucky 54 people who will be getting on a luxury bus with yours truly, Tony Bruno, we may have a seat open for Rob, and we'll try to squeeze her in on the trip. Because on that Sunday... Either that, I'll just sit on somebody's lap the entire way. Would you sit on my lap and uh, <laughs> talk about the first thing that pops up, baby? Yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. I yeah. Be good. yeah. Uh, anyway, so that... <laughs> so come on out to... So that's December 15th. So you can make plans now. So many people want to go on this trip. I know. Not because they want to go to Washington in that wretched stadium down there at FedEx Field. But because Field. they want to be with us. This well, is part. This is ten days before Christmas. I know, and it's a couple Eagles, days before my birthday. Eagles at Washington, one o'clock start on Sunday, December fifteenth. We will get the whole mishpucka together. And it's Colin Thompson's birthday. Colin Thompson's birthday. He'll be there. He'll be there. We're going to take a bus, head on down. We're going to do the pregame show, countdown to kickoff, live from the bus on the way down to no. Yes, and so fifty-four people. The bus will have food, drink. Yep. Gaiety and merriment. We'll don Ed our gay apparel. And NASA is going to be at Screwballs tonight, so hopefully uh, you will be a winner. Everybody wants to be on the bus. I mean, there are people from all over the country that want to come up here. But, see, you've got to be here. We're not going to, like, pick people. This isn't like, you know, Uber where we pick you up in one spot. Oh, we got to pick another people. Uh, we got another couple. Me. No. no. You have the to bus- be at Tollman Joe's yeah. on Sunday, December 15th, early that morning. If you're a morning. winner, you can't just show up. No, no, you don't yeah. get on the bus. No. 
You have to be a winner, and those are predetermined by— This is only 54 seats. We're not right. going to have people standing in strap hangers, as we like to call them. We'll have strappers on the bus, of course. Truies, 1971. Miss Robin, are you going to hug everybody on the bus? Yes, I will hug everybody. There will not be White Claw, I don't think, unless you bring your own. <laughs> yeah, you can bring your own. But we will be provided with the finest meats and cheeses and condiments and provisions. Provisions is one of the underrated words in today's modern world of dietary supplements. Because when, it, when I was a kid, we used to say, we got to go get the provisions. And you know what the provisions are, Robin, right? Uh-huh. You got to get the meats and the cheeses and the milk and the bread oh, Jack and the in toilet the back. paper. Jack in the back, 88 says, dude, perhaps a large amount of stateside vodka will be on board. Oh, absolutely. Stateside. You know, have you tasted stateside yet? I got. I, yes, I had a taste of it. It is phenomenal. It is it's, phenomenal. It's locally made. Uh huh. They don't. There's not a big quantity. They're not making fifty billion gallons. It's really locally made and it's quality. Smooth. It is the I'm smoothest impressed. vodka ever. Because had. I'm normally a um, a kettle one vodka drinker. It's made in the Netherlands, and of course, you know, I'm a little bit biased. But I had. Uh, they were giving samples away at the state store. Mm-hmm. Uh, the state no, side really, really vodka, good. and I and you was know very me, impressed. Red wine and vodka are my two go-to alcoholic beverages, so I appreciate good vodka. Yes, you do. Well, because bad vodka gives you a headache. Well, I don't drink bad vodka. That's why when I go into a restaurant or a bar and I order a, a vodka cran, I don't say yeah. vodka cran. No, you always you say vodka cran. And you'll you're get basically the getting. Velvety, or you're you're getting basic, Vladimir. No, you're not even getting. You're getting uh, basically. Pop off. What's the stuff that the the, uh, the the clear stuff that the bums drink? Oh, the um, it's Not called Sterno. Clear. It's called uh, something clear. Everclear. Everclear. Ever That's yeah, exactly Everclear. right. Not the band Everclear. And then Briny Baird, our buddy Pat and he says all vodka tastes the same. No, it doesn't. Some vodkas are made with potatoes. Some vodkas are made with corn. So they're similar because they're vodka. Right. It's supposed to. It's like all beers taste but the same, but they don't. Potato vodka, t- to me, is better than corn vodka. Just is a little side note. Just the saying. thing about vodka, and I don't drink straight vodka. I don't drink it, you know, on the rocks. I have to have, like, so I'm not a big, it's like I don't drink bourbon. I don't drink scotch. I'm not a brown liquor guy. Right. If you like it, you go ahead. I'll drink a, a Hennessy every once in a while, just a little schnapser. Or some uh, De Justive. Uh-huh. Or, you know, some Amaretto or some Sambuca with the coffee beans in it. As I don't an like after di- I don't like it. It's, it's, a, it's after dinner. Right? Yeah. That's why it's called a De Justive. You know what the difference is between an aperitive and a De Justive? Yes. Aperitive is preparing your palate for the diner. And the De Justive is helping you digest the diner. By the way, uh, breaking news now. <laughs> JSC seventy said, "Wait, Robin is from the Netherlands." I know. God, nobody. He's either being, nobody he's knew. either being really, really. Oh, facetious, he's totally being facetious. Or he's just learning for the first time. She see, does have wooden shoes, though. So that's uh, you know. Here, I look see, for multiple is, sources to confirm the story. Robin has her own wooden shoes from Holland, not from some flea market. Right. With and they're well worn. One, I'm very proud of the fact that I grew up there, if you hadn't noticed. And two, I always go under the assumption that there are people that are listening for the first time that may not have known about that. So I do mention it. And I'm sorry if y'all are sick of it. Too bad. Damn right. <laughs> you don't hear me telling about my life story every 10 seconds of the show. It would require 50 years of, uh, of, of continuous talking to do that. It's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. Oh, show the jacket on your chair? Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. That's an. I love the women back to back though. That's very erotic. What is that symbol? So there's two naked chicks, 
No, one is a man. They look the same. Why do they one both have, like, Rastafarian haircuts? Well, they don't, but the only one of them has boobs. It's the is that kappa. the man or the woman? I can't tell anymore. It's the kappa. Here, the kappa. Kappa do do do, do kappa. So what is that supposed to signify, though? It's a, it's a brand. A brand of what? Of sporting goods, sportswear. But the Dutchies don't have it on their jerseys. The thing about soccer well, jerseys. This, this is a sponsor of, of the oh, the Dutch cons- team. This is the Dutch national team. Yes. This isn't Ajax. No, Ajax. I know. I just wanted to say it to see if people would get pissed off. It should be Ajax, though. Ajax doesn't sound, doesn't make any sense. It's spelled A-J-A-X, Robin. If you're a stupid American, yeah. <sighs> anyway, so tonight, by the way, I, it's not my style That's to criticize. It's not my style to criticize other people in the industry. But I got a couple of guys who I have to call out today. One of them is a good friend who I've known forever. Because, you know, we'd like to make picks, and I'm going to release my Monday night pick in a couple of hours. I won't release it on the show. I'll release it before we do the show, and then I'll post it on uh-huh. thepropsnetwork.com like I do every week, yes. free, documented. Propsnetwork.com. I had a horrible Sunday, one and three, but I won Monday night, Thursday night. I mean, Monday, Thursday, Sunday, I was one and three. The first losing Sunday of the season, Eesh. thanks to the stinking Seattle Seahawks going overtime and, and scoring a damn touchdown when the kicker should have won the game in regulation and gotten me the five-point cover. But anyway, but I'm still I was still was 500 for the weekend, three and three because I had the Sunday uh, the Monday night winner, and of course the Thursday night winner last week, so I was one one and one and then the two losses on Sunday, three losses. So basically, here's my record, which is documented, and no switching in the back and no bullshit. So as we stand right now, I need some music here, Robin, for this. I need some good. Uh, Football record music. Football record? Um, I got it right here. Okay. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, as we enter week 10 of the National Football League with Thursday Night Football on Fox, NFL Network, and Amazon Prime, here is your record, your totals, and a recap. Thursday Night Football heading into tonight, Robin. With a winner with Arizona plus 10 last week, brought my season record to 13 and 1. And if you're scoring at home, that is a 93% winning percentage. Then Sunday, after a very, very mediocre 1 and 3, thanks to the stinking Green Bay Packers mailing it in, the stinking Jaguars, the final game in the Gardner Minshew era as he shit the bed allowing Nick Foles to come back on November 17th. And then, of course, Seattle really screwed me. But I did have uh, – I had the Seattle Seahawks with – no, I had – Kansas City, of course, was my winner. The Chiefs, yeah. my guaranteed lock of the week. The Chiefs at home not losing their fourth consecutive game. So my Sunday record now with a 1-3 and three, is 25-15, and 15, which is still 62% winning percentage. Not spectacular, but profitable. And remember, you're getting these picks for absolutely free. And then Monday Night Football, after a really slow start, back-to-back Monday Night winners, the record now is only 8-6. and six, But that's 57%. Still a profitable situation in the Situation Room with Wolf Blitzer. So to recap, the total for the season now, Robin, 46 wins, 22 losses. 
That's 67% of all the picks that I've made on the website, TonyBrunoShow.com, and at ThePropsNetwork.com. 46 winners, 22 losers, 67%. And this is with a mediocre Monday night record and a slightly above average Sunday record. So as I say, so this is the Degenerate Gambler program portion of the, of the show. program. But by the way, my buddies who I want to career up now, I don't know Stanford Steve Coughlin. Okay. He's on Sports Center. Uh-huh. He helps produce that son the the, the uh, Sports Center show. Right, right, right. And he calls himself Stanford Steve. He looks familiar. I may have met him, but I never worked with him. That I don't th- so he's on uh, Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. Terrific job. I love the Bad Beat segment. It's awesome. But Chris the Bear Felica, Chris Felica calls himself the Bear. People call him the Bear. He's a big fella. Mm-hmm. And he and I go back to 1992 together. He was just a guy, and I want to say just a guy. He started there in the research department. Big college football fan, big literally and figuratively. And he knows his stuff, so he works on college game day on ESPN every Sunday. And he has his own pick segment. And so while I was just talking about my picks, last week, their picks on the website on ESPN.com, I hate to do it to him, man. I got to get Chris Felica on the show, Robin. I got to get him on the phone because this is just absolutely horrific. You know what Chris Felica's record last week on his best bets were on college football posted on ESPN.com, Robin? What was it? One and three. He gave out four picks and went one and three. That is, again, he's 22-20-1 overall, so he's above 500. But not exactly Felique's. I always called him Felique's because we were close like that. That's not what I would call killing it. And Steve, Stanford Steve Coughlin, was 3-2 and two last week and on the season a much better 27-22-2 record. So, again, for two guys who focus on college football, I hate those are some bad beats indeed, ladies and gentlemen. And, again, they're not charging you for the picks. They're giving their information. And sometimes, you know, we say it. We always say it all the time, Rob. And as uh, right thrown right one says, uh, never trust anyone from Stanford. They failed at everything that matters in the real world. Robin ah. can confirm that now, as someone who went to Stanford. Her mom was a professor at Stanford. Well, I think she was pretty successful in her field. I'm joking, Robin. I think he's joking too. But you never know. <laughs> Not everybody from Stanford is a douche. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Not everybody who went to Stanford is a douche. Now Harvard. We can say pretty much that 95% at least of people who went to Harvard are indeed douchebags, insufferable douchebags. I think that's a nice way of putting it. I want to try to be kind. Oh, yeah, that's real kind. (laughs) Very kind of you. (laughs) So, Tony, I think we kind of covered everything in the two hours that we could cover. You you did have some stories that you sent to me. Um, I I want to play just one real quick before we go out. There's a, there's a story, there's a picture, there's a video of uh, Baker Mayfield. Because remember last Sunday, he came out to three different looks. He walked into the stadium for the Cleveland Browns having like a full beard. And then uh, he, uh, he shaved, he, then, he, then he shaved the beard down to a handlebar mustache. That's not the video I want. And then finally, the third look was just a regular mustache. 
So he had three different looks, three different outfits on Sunday's game. And then yesterday, he basically gripped himself and said, I don't deserve to have the handlebar. Because when I had the handlebar uh, mustache, I was doing better. And now I'm taking the handlebar off, even though it's supposed to be no shave November. So he went with just a basic porn stash again. Ah. That's not, you know, that's a, it takes a strong man to admit that he doesn't deserve to have the handlebar mustache. But my favorite story from the NFL, and I'm going to call it Mitchie Poo. Mitchie Poo. Sorry, Mitchie Poo. Mitchie Poo, for me and you, of course, is Mitchell Trubisky. The starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears, to say he's beleaguered would be the understatement of the season in the National Football League. And so what happened yesterday? We saw what happened here in Philly. He played horrible in the first half. They couldn't do anything on offense. The Bears know it. Their fans know it. Their coach knows it. Everybody knows that Mitch Trubisky has not been playing well. And that's an understatement. He did play better in the second half, so some people have this feeling that when he plays against Detroit in the game this weekend at Soldier Field – that uh, they showed some signs of snapping out of it in the second half, which makes them favorites at home, even though they've lost four in a row against the rival Detroit Lions on Sunday. But yesterday, inside the hallowed halls of Hallis Hall, named after the legendary George Hallis, he sat before microphones in Chicago and then proclaimed that he's tired of this bullshit. He didn't really say it in this world. He said, you know what? I'm really sensitive right now, guys. So turn the damn TVs off because they're criticizing me on the TV sets and I can't possibly handle this. Mitchie? Why, Mitchie? Why? Because you got too many people talking on TV about us and uh, what they think about us, what we should do, what we are and what we're not. But they don't really know who we are or what we're capable of people or what we're going through or what we're thinking. Um, it's just the outside viewers uh, looking in. And uh, so, yeah, tunnel vision, earmuffs, and just come to work every day and try to get better and get back to what we know we're capable of doing. Could you imagine being that hypersensitive to criticism that you want the television sets inside the practice facility and the training room turned off because they have people on TV in Chicago locally and all over the national airwaves saying how bad you suck? Listen, nobody wants to hear themselves being criticized. But when you're that sensitive, where you have to have the televisions turned off because you can't focus on getting ready for another game after you stunk it up on national television on Sunday. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Again, I want to give this guy the benefit of the... I don't want to see it. Is that weak or what? Is that the wussification well, okay. of football? Here's it. But, but let, me, let me give you an argument pro for this. Getting ready for a game. You're, you're trying to get hyped up. You're trying to stay positive. And then if you're constantly seeing that, then maybe it's going to set Listen, you... Listen, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I understand that no one wants to hear themselves being bashed all the time. But maybe just... Except Donald Trump. He feeds off of it. But when you're, when you're getting <laughs> prepped and you're trying to get hyped up for a game, that's probably not the best this time is, to see something. Wait a minute, Robin. This was Wednesday. This was yesterday. Yesterday is the first day of practice. And so he's in there talking to the media after the first week of practice in preparation for the upcoming game against the Detroit Lions at Venerable Soldier Field. The first thing he thinks about is how he's how, how the television sets on saying negative shit about the Bears. He must not have a radio in his car then. He must not have TVs or radio. He must not go on social media. Again, I don't think it's fair for people to just mercifully criticize a guy and be brutal and be unfair. But to suggest that you have to have earmuffs on 
Not since the movie, uh, what was the movie where Vince Vaughn said earmuffs when he would curse a lot? Uh, was that? Uh, I don't know. What was the? It was one of those dumb movies. Uh, Jesus. It's it's not one of the Wedding Crasher ones, is it? Yeah, I th- no, it was the original one. It was okay. uh, Old School, I think. In okay. the movie Old School, I believe there's a scene where Vince Vaughn is using profanity. Uh-huh. And then he's got his young son there. And he says, earmuffs. And then the kid has to cover his ears so he won't hear his dad saying a bad word. It was old school. Okay. Can we find that scene, Robin? No. Why because not? We're at the end of the show. We're already two minutes over, and we have to get ready to go. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. There you have it, folks. Do I look like a cuck to you, Robin? Do I look like a uh, a whipped loser to no, you? No, but uh, this is I, I'm, I put my producer hat on, and I'm saying so sorry. We have to we have to go. It's a hard out, sort of. It's a hard out at three minutes after <laughs> yeah. three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Don't forget, we're heading to Screwballs in King of Prussia, packing up the family truckster. There'll be food, gaiety, merriment in the hotel sheets tonight in downtown King of Prussia in Plunkettville. And we'll have pizza. We'll have food. We'll have Harry Mays, Tony Bruno together again for two hours of absolute quality broadcasting at an affordable price. On 97.3 ESPN, on the app, and also on Twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live. I'm staying positive that even on a remote, my sound is going to stay fantastic. And if you ever, ever talk down to me again like that, Robin, (laughs) you're going to have hell to pay, honey. What's going to happen, Tony? Yach. You know what I would say to you, Robin? Now say say goodbye to everybody, Tony. Do your thing. Do your thing. Say your last thing because it's coming up right now. In the meantime, we'll see you in a couple of hours. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. And don't be triggered. And God bless America. It's still the greatest country on earth. We'll see you in a couple of hours. Thank you for listening to the Tony Bruno Show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon.